This is Fooditor Radio. The website of Chicago's Mambecue calls it a grilling and lifestyle organization for outdoor cooks, music lovers, craft beer obsessives, and all manner of urban Viking. In other words, it's a monthly party and movement for modern guys who may find themselves with a house, a backyard, and a family, but refuse to just grill steaks when there's weird fusions of Asian, Mexican, and who knows what else to be thrown on fire. They've just published their second book devoted to street food, Eat Street. Surprisingly, though, none of the three guys behind the group, John Carruthers, a writer for Morningstar, John Scholl, a marketer who now works for Cicerone.org, a craft beer organization, and Jesse Valenciana, who works for Goose Island Brewery, had some master plan for creating a brand when it started. They just wanted to cook cool stuff and have fun. Well, I wanted to talk to them about how it happened, and the best way to do that was, I figured, to invite myself over for a cookout. While they prepped a few Manbecue greatest hits in John Carruthers' Lincoln Square kitchen, I asked them how it all began. Jesse Valenciana answered first. So, it started off, I was living in Logan Square, and um, I had a girlfriend that I was living with, and we used to grill out all the time, and she happened to be out of town. So I decided to invite a few friends over. And realistically, it was just going to be like a barbecue for the dudes. And I had a friend of mine who was very proud of who he was dating at the time. He was a hotshot radio marketing guy. And he's like, oh, do you mind if I bring so-and-so over? I'm like, no, man, this is a, it's a manbecue. <laughs> and somebody shouted, manbecue! And then everybody followed that with manbecue. And it was, that's how the name was born. And, you know, we were hanging out and around 2 in the morning and, all good ideas are born. We decided to do it every month. And it just kept going and going. And here we are 10 years later. <laughs> still doing it. Yeah, it was, you know, I, I honestly, the, the second month, somebody had emailed me um, a few days before. And they're like, oh, so is Mammy Q this Thursday? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> then you have to talk to the girlfriend and go, by the way, this Thursday I'm having a manbecue. She goes, what the hell's a manbecue? And it's like, just a bunch of guys drinking beer and grilling. Yeah, it was like ad hoc and pretty yeah. tongue-in-cheek from the start. John Carruthers. Oh, we do get the occasional nasty email like, my boyfriend said he had to go to a manbecue and I couldn't come. And you know discrimination is wrong. <laughs> it's like, chill, Email was sexyeyes69 at Hotmail. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. A feminist. I'd never allow him to my Grey's Anatomy party, but that's totally different. <laughs> and yeah, so what, I, I was going to ask, that, that has to come up on occasion, your horribly sexist name and, and clear woman-hating tendencies. So. <laughs> well, the name is tongue-in-cheek, and we love it now. It's great to yell. And we actually have co-ed events at least quarterly where everyone just gets together and, and does that kind of stuff. It's fun. Like, uh, the first time we ever did one of these, the co-NBQ, we call it, slightly less catchy. <laughs> the first time we ever did it a few years ago, um, this girl who was dating one of our members, she won. I mean, she had an amazing dish, you know. We have, like, judging and stuff. And uh, she went up and got, you know, I don't know, we were giving away a bottle of liquor or something. We went up and got the prize. And then 
by way of victory speech, slugged the rest of her beer and said the money's on the dresser and walked off. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, if, you know, if you're going to set this framework, you got to be able to take it. And that was right. one of the most fun ones we've had. What was the idea of it as you were just like, as it was being born vaguely out of drunken notions? You know, <laughs> it was really just a reason, a selfish reason on my part to... All my friends were getting married, moving out to the burbs, and it was like a way for me to keep in touch with everybody. So I had a the perfect place. We were on a rooftop deck, had a great view. We could be as loud as we could, if, as loud as we wanted to, for the most part. And uh, that's kind of how it, it, it really started. And I always tell people, it wasn't until like the third, fourth month, um, this guy, so everybody gets a bamboo nickname. This guy, Joey Grease, invited his friend, who was later to be known as Wolverine because of his hair, uh, he was a chef and he came by and up to this point we were cooking bubble burgers and we thought that was you know gourmet right. burgers and <laughs> drinking old style so this guy Gourmet brings old style on a roof yeah <clears throat> he had made some uh, some steak rolls and I mean stuff was awesome and everybody's like wow this is amazing so for me I'm like well how can I be hosting this thing and not know how to cook and I just started kind of teaching myself how to make better things and it just kind of everybody just shifted and started bringing better recipes and the same thing with the beer it took one guy that brought a a mixed six-pack of different beers and it was like oh cool like good beer so this is like where the innate competitiveness of like like this is where it being a a man focused thing really just completely charted the evolution because we got just uh venal and competitive with each other as much (laughs) as we could and you know, along the way, the food got way better, the beer got way better, and, like, we knew it was getting big when people we didn't know were coming. Yeah. You know, it was like, I don't know that guy. Like, well, oh, like, must we... be a friend, like, because <clears throat> your friends are there, and then they're bringing a friend, and then those friends are bringing friends, and eventually it's like a bunch of just people you're meeting for the first time. Did the people who come bring things that justified their being there? <laughs> I guess. Not always. I mean, we... They still don't. John Scholl. Like, yeah. even today, like, we'll have a guy who will bring, like... A package of bacon from Jewel, and then tell and one, then and then tell one of us to cook it. Yeah, um, like oh, here, how do I get this cooked? It's like oh, nope, you got it, you got that, <laughs> you got that one, boss. Part of Mambique is because we've all came kind of from cooking, trying or trying to cook bacon on the grill. Like we really don't judge too hard. Yeah, like, like we've never like bashed someone's dish, like no. even the gross ones. It's very constructive criticism. I mean, it really. It, but yeah, if you want constructive thing. criticism, you're like, like, what do you actually think? You can get some really good pointers on your cooking, because like a lot, like these are people who like are big into eating out, or big into cooking, or big into beer, and like you get some really nice, like thoughtful responses to your food, and it helps you become a better cook. Right. But at the same time, if somebody wants to show up with some Johnsonville because he just wants to like be part of the group that hang out with the guys and drink some beer, that's totally great. Like, you know, it's just you have to make the effort. As you say, you well, I, I'm not a great cook, so I'm not going to cook a barbecue. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't just show up to eat other people's food. <laughs> There's been times when people have done that. And yeah. I mean, just to give a friendly reminder that everybody should be a contributor here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And with beer, I mean, it's just been a really great, like, uh, learning tool, I think, for a lot of people that have come through Mambecue, you know, guys that were like, wow, I didn't know I could do this. And that comes from the, the feedback that we all give when somebody makes a recipe, you know, where I think <clears throat> it's, it's an outlet, you know, if it gets people to try something way different that they've never done and still be able to get honest feedback instead of just making them another burger for you and your girlfriend or whatever at home you know it's like right here i'm gonna feed these dudes and see what people say 
And it's, you know, to your point, nobody's ever really shitty about... Um, yeah, it's as encouraging responses. or as critical as you really want. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I... For, for me, like, I'll come and say, all right, I'm trying this new thing. Like, tear it apart. Uh, and, you know, Jesse and John know that they can, and I'm not going to go home all offended or anything like that. Like, I'm going to take that criticism and, and really try to make my dish better. Now, somebody who's new, who brings a mediocre dish, like, they're not going, to, we're not going to be able to really criticize them as much. <laughs> so, so, you know, it, it, we know our crowd too, and we know some of the guys who really expect us to give us our full feedback, and we expect their full feedback, uh, and then we know that like, people... This is great, and it super makes their night. Yep. Yeah. And usually nothing's bad. Like, if something's bad, it's bad enough to where, like, it becomes a story later between the three of us. And that doesn't happen all that often. No. But there's always bad dishes that, that you'll never forget. You know? Uh, mm. There's been some bad coleslaw. <laughs> oh, my God. There have been some disastrous ah, disastrous experiments with molecular gastronomy. <laughs> Someone cooked lion once, and... I think people wanted to burn the place to the ground. Yep. That was the first time where I, uh, I, because they were texted upset John that it was lying. Yeah, we remember yeah. Zymers. It was from sure. Zymers. Yeah, yeah. I texted John because of the feedback that we were getting online. I'm like, just take that down. I mean, it was because we used to just if someone sent the recipe, we just post it straight up. Like I didn't yeah. used to edit or anything, and like the lion thing, it was just like. Hey, totally. When people got real mad about seasonal lion, yep. I, some people were surprised. I'm like, no, 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 I understand. People get real mad. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the dishes ever at Mambecue was my own. Um, I decided to make smelt skewers. On, like, <laughs> oh, I remember that. Right. In my Altier's place. It was, it, yeah, it was Altier's or, or Linus's. And we had the grill way too hot. And, you know, smelt's a very fragile oh fish that should be fried. And, you know, as you put a skewer on, it sticks to the grill. You try to lift it up, and it just came I, right out. I'm not even sure Grant Atkins could make smelt <laughs> ash work. No, I was, <laughs> it was... It was a good concept in my head. And um, it, it turned out very, yeah. very bad. Execution I mean, was very That's poor. not to sound tech bro-y and startup-y, but, like, it's pretty fun to fail every now and again and be like, oh, I really did learn something from <laughs> yeah. that stupid thing I did. Right. <laughs> but there's stuff that, you know, we won't even try again. It's like, yeah, this is me trying to outsmart myself. Like, I'm going to do this crazy dish. And you're like, yeah, I failed miserably. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes it's environmental constraints. Like, we do this year-round. So, like, if it's minus 10 on the last Thursday of the month in January, you just better, you know, dress up and bring bourbon instead of beer. Um, and, like, that's one, like, some people will show up and just, like, hey, I've got these great turkey legs. And I'm like, you're not going to cook those all the way through. There's no godly way you'll do that. So, it's like we get a lot of sliders and skewers and, you know, very quick cooking, high heat, right, right off inside kind of things. Yeah, it's fun. You never know what you're going to eat every month. Like, we used to put themes on it, and we found that that was, like, make people a little less creative. But then people come back and ask for it, too. They're like, what are you going to do another theme? And, and we're like, well... I do think we should do breakfast sometime this year. Yeah, I think a, a broader theme. Like, we've done ones where it's just, like, wings. Like, come up with the best wing recipe. Or well, well, for, for, for the first book, book yeah. we did... Uh, we did, yeah, we put out a call, and, like, we invited, like, people, like, just from... You know, we put it up on Chicago and stuff, like... Just bring your best wing recipe with the recipe written down, and the best wing will go on the cookbook. 
And oh my god, I didn't want to eat wings for two months after that. <laughs> so we made it clear. We said if you have ghost pepper wings, make sure to let us know. So those are the last ones. Yeah, those like chemical burn shit. things. Oh, like yeah. we like spice, but you gotta have a little flavor to it. Like don't just borax. Yeah. My it's always that a hole that's like ha ha, ha. forks. Yep. It's yep. Ghost pepper. Yeah, like, oh, oh, like oh, I don't great. taste anything else, and now I can't eat. There was one time somebody did that. They gave me a, a ghost pepper wing and. That was at the got, that was at was the, that, yeah, yeah I got super I was really but people warned us about it. they're like you know we had everybody packaged and it was blind tasting and they're like no there was a guy that brought like, some but he wasn't part of the competition oh I didn't realize that yeah and yeah. Uh, that sucked that was gross I was so mad it was I, straight just burr yeah you know just like it's oh. like why wouldn't you tell me that <laughs> that a, this you're might an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> B, that this is gonna burn through my mouth this might. Indeed, pucker your soul. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not down with the ghost peppers. Yeah. I'm glad it, I, that doesn't happen too much anymore. That, that no, stay oh. away from that. Like the hottest hot sauce ever. And like, oh cool. I'm Chef Iron Mouth, and I'm gonna <laughs> fuck you. Like, oh come on, dude. Don't tell me what to taste stuff. Here, I took all the wrong <laughs> lessons from watching food TV. <laughs> so, uh, and you get like. Home, a lot of homebrew too. Is that we don't get as much because people kind of have to plan that out, but we get some, and it's you know yeah. I, and I'm a homebrewer, and some's not good. I homebrew, and I've taken stuff every once in a while that I've been proud of. But we started to kind of have that trend a little bit where people were bringing their like Canute started bringing some homebrew, and we had a couple other people. But yeah, but he was, he's like top ten percent of the people who brought homebrew. Things too, and the, the thing is, is it's not that great. I mean, homebrew always tastes like homebrew because it's homebrew ingredients, which aren't as quality, you know, quality ingredients as you can get at a, at a brewery. So right, if you have a million dollar, yeah, budget. yeah, you can't source like the the leftovers that the breweries don't want go to the homebrew store, and then we have to try to make good beer out of it. Uh, the problem with that is, is it shows. I was just for work. I was at homebrew con. The homebrew con is what it's called in Baltimore. <laughs> And it's, it was club night. Hobruco. Hobruco. <laughs> and all the clubs from around the United States get to uh, kind of showcase what they have. And, and we tried a whole bunch, and, and there, there were many that were, were extremely well done. And then there were some that were really poor, and it was, made me feel a little bit better about my homebrew. Because, right. you know, I'm usually like, well, I'll, I'll give it to, like, John or Jesse, and I'll be like, all right, well, what do you think? Like, thumbs up or thumbs down yeah. with this recipe. And, <laughs> Sometimes it is. <laughs> Classic, at least I'm not that guy syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. So so having like to see that, you know, people who are, you know, much more experienced than me and are part of clubs and, and things like that are, you know, kind of making the, the same mistakes that I am is good. But I, I think with Mandicule, like we're we're more focused on quality beer and, and quality food as opposed yeah. to Well and people mediocre. people will be very generous in the so all the beer just goes into like a communal tub, you know, and you just Throw in your stuff, you grab whatever you want. And like people know that, you know, you can expect a pretty quality beer. And it seems like they want to bring their good stuff or like the, the stuff yeah. that they're advocating for, like whether it's from their hometown or the brewery in their neighborhood or whatever. So we feel a lot like a, a lot of people are more excited to bring like this cool brewery they want to advocate than um, necessarily bring their own stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, to me, that's a real difference because I did a lot of homebrewing in the 90s. What were my, you know, what local brews could I show? 
you know, could I have shown off then? It's like, mm-hmm. Goose Island right. this week, yeah. uh, and uh, Bader Brow next week, and then I'm done. Third week, hey, have you heard of Goose Island? Yeah. <laughs> and, and the and, 90s were very difficult to, for homebrew, just because, like, the community now, I, I, I feel, is much greater. I mean, you have yeah. Alesmith, where you can just go and put a recipe... Um, well, yeah, the, the ability to Smith, learn sorry, from the, the internet in two minutes, get a year's worth of information. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, you've got people telling you that not only do you have to hand make your tortillas, you got to get the corn right after it's milled. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus, let's all, let's all take a breath here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so then, I don't know, t- tell me about Mambi Q becoming a thing that eventually leads to a book. What... So that that was, was that was weird. It was like I was talking about earlier, you know, friends and friends of friends and friends of friends, and eventually some of those people had uh, more interesting jobs. Um, and like Jesse and John knew these guys who got us like first, you know, little local TV spots, and then you know recurring kind of spots, and then national spot. Um, and it was when we were on the Today Show that Rick Bayless's agent just gave us a call out of it. Gave Jesse a call out of the blue. Like, no, no, no. So that's actually a pretty funny story. It was... Oh, no, that was at, that was before that. This this was... We were on, it was Metro Mix. No, it wasn't Metro Mix. It was Chicago Fest. Chicago Fest. Oh, all right. I, I met this guy who was... Uh, I won't say his name, but... He uh, was a publisher. Worked for a publishing house locally. And a friend of mine, he happened to be at the bar next door to my house. I literally lived next door to this place. And he's like, hey... Come on over. I want you to meet this guy. I told him all about you, and uh, you know what you want to do. Cause I, you know, we had talked about writing a book. I'm like, you know, what we're with what we're doing, we should totally write a book. And we're doing these events, but we don't want to kickstart it. Cause yeah, you know, yeah. Why? But I went over, and this guy's like, yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm Jesse, and he's like, yeah, I know who you are. I know what you do. So you want to publish a book? And I said, yeah. I'm like, we're we do these events. They're burger and beer pairings, you know. And this was years ago, you know. And, not a lot of people were doing that. It wasn't commonplace. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Um, so, yeah, nobody buys books anymore. <laughs> he's like, nobody reads books. And he goes, I've got a stack of uh, manuscripts this high that I'm just going to toss out because I, I don't want to read through them. In my head, I'm like, that's really shitty. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't know, maybe like self-publish. You know, it's only like 40000 40, bucks. You can write your own book and do whatever you want with it. I'm like, Cool. He's like, oh, by you which know, he meant ram it up your ass, pretty much. <laughs> and then he goes, um, you know, you need a literary agent. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll, you know, I'll keep my eyes peeled. And I, he's like, well, you don't just Google a literary agent. Yeah, you got to set a trap with peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> and saltines. <laughs> it's a really weird trap. So that was the last thing he said to me. He's like, yeah. He's like, he just made me feel like the biggest idiot. And I'm like, right. but in my head, I'm like, that's a challenge. Next day, we wake up. We were on the, the front page of the Tribune. Uh, later on that night, we were on JBTV, which, you know, every music nerd right, yeah. in Chicago would love to be on. So it was like, and then that Sunday, we were on Chicago's Best. And, and it was like, this was like a rerun of the Chicago's yeah, Best. Yeah, right. It just like, happened to be all that weekend. <laughs> and Doe, our agent, she happened to be in town for a Rick Bayless event. Because she was about to, agent. Yeah. She was about to jump in the shower, turn on the TV to have background noise. And saw my stupid face and emailed me. Right. Well, it's like how you get to a hotel and you're just like turn on the yep, TV. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. like someone else there, but she's from Chicago. Even though she's a Boston agent, she's she grew up in Chicago. <laughs> so she turns on WGN instead of CNN, and that's <laughs> what sealed. Yeah. Up. yeah. Like how bizarre is that? And it was yeah. funny because she she emailed me and the email was like, "Hey, my name is Doe. Uh, I'm a literary agent, 
and it's like, do you ever consider writing a book? I think you should contact me. And then so I immediately I'm like, Doe Cooper, and I look up her website, and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, it's like a, like a mom website. It's very, like, it wasn't exciting, and I'm like a <laughs> right. website snob, so I'm like, oh. And then I look at her client list, and I'm like, oh, my God. This, yeah. I really thought it was a joke because two days before, this guy's telling me that right. the best shot we have is to self-publish. My industry no longer exists. Yeah. Yeah. I represents... feel like we should send him a couple of autographs. It's insane. <laughs> she represents Jacques Pepin and also us three idiots. Yeah. Yeah. That will never <laughs> stop like... Do you know what we do, lady? I wish she had like, uh, you she know, is the summer bat. or winter or Christmas parties or something like that. Yeah. Where, right. where we all got together. And right. they mingled. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like if she would have asked for 90% of the books, I'd be like, I guess. I mean, you are responsible for 100%. Right. But like, that was cool. And that kind of thing, like, really added like a whole boost to where people were like, oh, I've heard about it. You guys have a book. You must be crazy millionaires right. and so advanced. <laughs> and, you know, you probably just sit at home grilling meat all day. And I'm like, yes. yes. Yeah. And my will go along with that perception. John does it in his mind with the snap him out of it. John, John. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was funny. We were at, uh, what's his name? The Hungry Hound. Um, Delinsky. Delinsky. Yeah. At Delinsky's Barbecue a couple years ago. And Rick Bayless was there. So. I just want to introduce myself. I had met him once at one of his restaurants, and it was just a quick, like, hey, I'm Jesse from Ambicute. He's like, oh, I'm familiar. So I think he was just being nice. And at the party, he was telling these two ladies, and I kind of stood by and was like, hey, Rick, I just want to introduce myself. Um, we have the same agent, and I wanted to say hi. And he goes, who's what agent? I said, Doe Hoover. And he, like, stopped telling these ladies and was like, are you the Mandicu guys? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and John was like, oh, cool. And we, like, we talked to him and, you know, it was, I, I felt like at that point, I'm like, cool. Like, we really do have an amazing agent. Right. We can't thank her enough. <laughs> For her to take a chance on us is, I still don't get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, when is well, this? that's what they do is they look for, you know, the, yeah. next, the next concept that, you know, seems catchy. Which is, all right. So, here's, Here's a question. Did I miss cool stuff? You miss cool no. stuff, yeah. You're always Do you have another one of these or a rack? Another rack? Another rack. Cool. It was it, it was a night of, of doing Coke at Studio 54 with Mike Bayless. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys never invited your Coke parties. <laughs> oh, your mustache will waste all the Coke. I can't exactly invite you to a cocaine party, John. Sorry. <laughs> So, hey, Mark's what interested is... in the cocaine party on Facebook. <laughs> John liked it. John liked that you were interested. interested, so is he going? Should <laughs> yeah. I Facebook. buy more? What's happening? <laughs> John just put an egg in the Yeah. So, what it, what's the philosophy of the food? What, what is manbecue food? How would you define it? It's really a DIY cooking collective, so it's pretty much. Your interpretation of whatever it is that, you know, you like, we fall in love with Chicago food. This guy loves Chicago hot dogs, and he's a purist, so he does that, but he also does these other, you know, takes on, on Chicago dogs, you know? So it's it's that. It's like make food what you want it to be, you know? That's what we've always encouraged. Um I mean, and part of the idea, you know, you'll see names credited in that book and the other one. And part of it is... No, I, mean, I admired how much you got other people to do your work for you. Uh, <laughs> you know, the thing is, it would be really, really disingenuous to like have like 200 recipes and pretend to not give credit to somebody who like, inspired the original idea. Yeah. Because 
Like, we're not going to go through that delusion that, like, we got semi-notable with a couple books, and all of a sudden we're these just fucking hot shit cooks. Like, we know there's probably a bunch of people who cook better than us, but where we, but what we're, where we really succeed is, like, bringing in people together and, like, adding their ideas to ours. So, like, with Mandicue, the food is, like, not only the, the our life story and, like, our influences and our heritage, but, like, the influences and story of everybody who's ever come to one. I wanted to share the food that they made or the things that they really like. And I think for us as, so, so, so as us as like our personalities, like when we travel and we go to a new city, we're not, we're not going to look for the Michelin star rated place. We're not, we're not looking to look for. Depends if my work is paying. (laughs) Even, even if mine's paying, I will look for, you know, I'll get in the Uber and I'll be like, so what's, what's a good like street food? What, what, what is this city known for? And take me to it, like I crime and despair. Yeah, crime and despair. <laughs> oh, Baltimore, Baltimore. <laughs> but the crabs were delicious. <laughs> oh man, I'm still pissed. I I went. I tried to go to Fadley's, mm-hmm. and nothing on their website said that that would be the week that they were closed. Oh, so, you know. So I like walk from where the rest of the family is at the aquarium through the scary yep. parts. Yeah, I was just to there. it. And I get there and there's no fate. You know, Doug Zone took a lot of shit for keeping his own hours, but he was very good about you knowing when he would yeah. go. Yeah. See, I went, I went to Fade Lee's and it had a uh, soft shell crab, fried soft shell crab sandwich on just straight up white bread. Very simple. Probably one of the best crab sandwiches right. I've, I've ever had. Yeah, I guess. And I ate it, you know, I ate it standing up and drinking a beer. And I'm like, this right. is. This is, Life is good. This is who I am. Yeah. <laughs> you know? we, we actually, like, the Blue Crabs, like, we did this book shoot over four days in different locations. And, like, those were the one thing that we that were on every day's chalice and we couldn't get them. Because you don't really, like, get, like, John Boo for the good ones, you know? Right. And they sell out the pretty day. quick. And they sell out so quick. And we, every day we would go over there, like, rush there. And, like, one time Jesse saw a wizened old woman just walking away. Knees buckling under the weight of the entire fucking cooler of crabs. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually we got them, and they were tasty. Yeah. All right, so and then street food. Let's talk about that. What's, mm-hmm. How do you... What's the definite... No one knows what the definition of street food is. What's the definition of street food for you guys? We It was really just what we wanted to include here. It was stuff we thought that if you can have it... It was just better, better than calling it Mambicue's second book. While Mambicue gets to use things other than the grill. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So what we did, like, you cook it with one technique, right? You use one thing for a batch or however much you're doing. You can usually eat it standing up or at least, like, with a counter and a fork with a beer in one hand. And, you know, it's flavors from all around the world. But at the same time, like, I don't think we've made any... uh, I don't think we've made it any secret that it's, like, very personal to us. So it's, like, everywhere we've traveled, everywhere we've been... Everywhere we really like to eat and the kind of influences that have had on us. If someone, you know, someone will read this and be like, well, what about this? It's like, yeah, we don't have it. You should totally go write the definitive recipe for that because this is just what we really liked and could get to. Yeah. And we get a lot on, on social media, especially. Um, is it street food if you cook it at yeah, home? Yeah, if you cook it at home, is yeah. it still street food? Make sure when you transcribe this Only interview, if you, you eat put it in, in the street. <laughs> In brackets, just put dumb voice around. <laughs> like, well, no, is it fucking Korean food if you cook it in Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah. Authentic. I mean, yeah, I don't, when I boil a potato for my ancestors, I don't make big bones about how authentic I am. I just eat it while I pray the rosary. <laughs>
produced by Michael Gebert for Fooditor Radio. Music by Kevin McLeod. Fooditor.com.